Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. You're here with Between the Mats in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. Matt Wilcox, how you doing today? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm Matt McJunkins. That is Matt Wilcox right across from me here in the studio. It is a great day because the sun is out and the snow is melting. Yes, sir, it is. Oh, man. We survived the snowmageddon. Yes, yeah, snowmageddon, snowpocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> what, 17, 18 inches? I think so, right here in central Arkansas. It was, oh. it was nuts. Dude. Shout out to all the people taking care of roads and utilities. That's right. Because, yeah, they struggled. Yeah. They kept it. They kept it going. They did. They did. It was For our era especially. I mean, we never lost it. No, and it's, it's golly, what a mess, man. Yes. Not just roads, but, I mean, you're talking about because we're in the insurance business. Right. Frozen pipes. Oh, claims, claims, claims. Roofs caving in. <laughs> like, it's just nuts. Yeah. And uh, I saw somebody the other day saying that, why hasn't Greenbrier – Clean the streets. What? And I'm like, with what? Their snowplow <laughs> that they keep at the shop? Right, yeah. Just in no, case. No, they've got, they've got all kinds of tractors. They should plow them with the tractors. The, then the comment was made, easily be done in a day. What? <laughs> I swear. I said, you just said all I needed to hear. Because <laughs> <laughs> right then, your whatever just went out the window. <laughs> But, yeah, it was nuts. I mean, I, I remember, like, when I was, I want to say, probably seven or eight years old. Yeah. We, we had a big snow here in central Arkansas. But since then, I can't remember anything even close to what we had. So, I don't know if it hit up here. I don't think it did like it did down south. But in 2001, it's actually, I guess it would have been 2000 because it was, like, Christmas. So, it was right before 2001. Right. It was an ice storm. And it was, like, bad over a foot of ice. Oh. And I mean, it it shut power off, yeah. And all that. I mean, we had, we went like four days without power, and we were like the lucky ones. Is that right? There were people like a month without it. Goodness gracious! And a good friend of mine, or one of my best friends, growing up, his dad worked for. He was over Swepco, and I mean, there were times that he was just he was just crying, mm. just sitting in the corner crying. That's awful. It was just so stressful. Yeah. And you know, it we're just not prepared for that. And I mean, chicken houses caving in right. because the ice is so heavy, right? Uh, it was it was a historical event. Wow. But, hey, now we're here a week later on Monday, and it's 65 degrees. And speaking of historical events, the Hogs are winning in basketball. <laughs> they are. New rankings come out today. We're up to 20th. Oh, man, how awesome is that? And it's nice. We were supposed to be 7th in the SEC, 6th or 7th in the SEC. Yeah. Right Some now, people didn't think we'd be that. No, right now we're tied for 2nd. Yeah, no. I thought we were alone. I think LSU's we had the same, they, same conference record. They played Saturday, didn't they? Yeah. They did. Oh, because before Saturday we were eight and they were seven. That's right. Yeah. So okay, they caught us. But we did. We missed last week's podcast because we were snowed in. <laughs> we couldn't couldn't get out of the house. We almost made it happen. We did, but it just didn't quite work. <laughs> so we and did. honestly, there wasn't anything to talk about as far as Arkansas sports. No, because nobody's playing. I mean, we did have a little bit to talk about because we beat Kentucky at Rupp, right? Eighty-one to eighty, which is. The first time we've done that in how many tries? Since Qualls was playing, I yeah. know that. Yeah, I think, wasn't it the year that we played him twice? Once there and once here? I'm, I know the yeah. one here is when he dunked at the buzzer. Yes. 
We also beat them there by one point. Right. Yeah. So it's been a while, but uh, is that four? Don't get me to lie, brother. It's been Maybe fourteen. Four, yeah, it's probably fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. I think that's matter. But Tate led the way in that game with fifteen. Moody had fourteen. Vanover played a lot better with twelve. Um, Kentucky shot the lights out of it from three. I mean, a team that's averaging like twenty five percent. Yeah, from three. Yeah, well, they shot fourteen out of twenty six yeah. for like fifty seven percent. Yeah, game. and they hit like four in a row at yeah. the end of the game. Which just nuts. But we end up pulling that one out on the road at Rupp, which it's not the typical Rupp Arena because of COVID, but it's still a tough game to win no matter what. I don't care if they are the Vanderbilt of the conference. Anytime you beat them, it still feels Absolutely. good. Absolutely. It feels good. Absolutely. And they're starting to play better as, yeah. as of late. So. They thumped Tennessee Saturday. Yeah, they did. And then we go on the road that following Saturday to Mizzou, a, a good Mizzou team that kind of handled us the first time. We didn't have Justin Smith the first time. They didn't have their big man yeah. this time. Let me tell you, he was dominant against us. He the first was, time. It, but we didn't have we didn't have Smith in there to to combat him at all. Right. He was basically free. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we fought, battled that game. It ended up going into overtime, which probably shouldn't have. If, I don't think so. If we would have taken care of business down the, down the stretch, but any anyway, pulled out the win, eighty six to eighty one on the road at Mizzou. Justin Smith played a huge force that night with nineteen points and six rebounds. And then to turn around this last Tuesday, and we beat a good Florida team coming into Bud Walton Arena. Um, beat them seventy-five to sixty-four. You know that Florida team, I, they're hard to figure out because they've beat some big, big teams. You know they, they beat West Virginia. They have. Uh, they beat they. They're the ones that beat Tennessee by twenty-three. I think they beat them twenty-three points. Yeah. But then sometimes they just can't. Get it done. Well, and I tell you, it, it reminded me in that game. It reminded me a lot of what Arkansas does because they were just jacking threes. Yeah, and they couldn't find it. But you know, like the Missouri game was a high stress game. Mm-hmm. I never watching that Florida game. I never felt like we weren't going to win that. Game. No, and I think that's probably, in my opinion, the best we've played all yeah, year. I agree. I mean, well, we didn't wait ten minutes to get started. That's exactly right. But you know, Florida, they just they couldn't find it in the first half, and then no. the second half. They come out and they started driving to the basket more aggressively right. and quit taking threes and they brought it they got they it back did. to within a, a reasonable margin. So did they even take the lead there? They did. With maybe three or four minutes yeah, left. They did. Like and then, one. And then I can't remember exactly the what it what happened, but we uh we pulled away there at the end. I mean we ended up winning. Oh, we we made ten we scored ten points in a minute, yeah. maybe a minute fifteen seconds. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, that's seven in a row, seven SEC games in a row. That's huge, I mean, man. To think about it, going back, we were two and four in conference play and kind of licking our wounds, not knowing what we really had in this team, and then they reel off seven straight SEC wins. And how many of those four losses did we not have Justin's men? At least two. I, I was going to say three. I th- it may be three. Yeah. I think it was three. Yeah. Because he was out three, uh, almost three weeks. Yeah. So he would have missed at least three games. So that's huge. I mean. Enormous. He's, he's a difference maker. Absolutely. And and I tell you what, it's different now than was then in that part of the season is Jalen Williams is a complete different player. He is. He is. Absolutely gives us some some size and some uh, physicality down low. Um, and, and Vanover's playing a lot better basketball right Offensively, now. he's come around. He has. And, you know, they're utilizing him more in the pick and roll. Uh, which is a huge weapon because you just got to throw, throw it up Throw in it the up there. Yeah. It's like my Clint last night was telling those boys that over the house. He said, yo, Vanover, you know, he's 7'3". Clint's 8, if y'all don't know Clint. <laughs> he said, he's 7'3". He don't even jump. He just reached up there and puts it in. 
right. <laughs> but and you know the thing that what's funny is on defense he's he's a an excellent shot blocker. Mm-hmm. He doesn't foul, but if he doesn't block the shot, they're going to make it. Yeah, because because he, he is so slow, he, he can't move at all. He can't. <laughs> he cannot. So I've just got a couple takeaways from kind of where the Hogs are at right now, in my opinion. You know, I believe this team is is hard to beat when number one. They take care of the basketball. Absolutely. We've, we've talked about that all year. If they'll value the basketball and if they'll keep the turnovers to 12 or less, I believe that's our magic number, we keep it below 12, we're hard to beat. And then also we're hard to beat when we're taking the ball aggressively to the rim. You know, yeah. when we're not settling for outside shots, we just don't shoot the three at a high clip. And so, no. I mean, I think we still have to take the open shots, but at the same time, we've got to take the ball to the basket. Yeah, and you've got guys that can score at the rim like like Devo Davis. And Desi, that's where Desi's good. Sure. Yeah, he's going to hit in a, a good open three. It seems like when you need one, he can hit it. Right. But he is, I mean, against guys that are way bigger than him, he can use his body. That's right. I'll tell you one thing else that I've noticed this last couple of weeks that, that I've been really excited about is our, our team defense. You know, Tate's kind of a lockdown guy. Devo's for sure a lockdown guy. Yeah, for guy. sure. And then Moody plays good, solid defense. And then you got Smith and Williams. Williams has stepped up defensively tremendously. So our team defense, outside of wide open threes, and that's one thing I've got on here is – and it must be it must be a philosophy thing because Musselman the way he teaches he doesn't teach a closeout on a three. If you if you'll notice, like yeah, you're right. The way I was taught in college and even in high school is you break down, chop your feet with a hand up when you're running at a three point shooter. Well, they just go flying by, jumping in the air. Yeah. And so if they don't shoot it, they make the extra pass. You got guys wide open. And it's frustrating when some of these games have been have been close to the end because we've given up three or four threes. That's right. Yeah, so we've got it. We've got to sure up our perimeter defense, yep. but overall team defense, I think we played a lot better. One thing, you, you know, the 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 Mike Anderson teams were always turnover. They 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 created the turnover, and they were pretty usually pretty good about not giving turnovers. That's right. They didn't give the ball away, but we never were we never were a rebounding team with sure. Anderson's guys. Sure, this team is an exceptional rebounding team, right. and when we were losing. We were turning the ball over ugly. Yes. I'm talking 20-plus. Yes. And now we might even have 10 to 12 or 13, but we're creating more than what we're That's doing. right. We're winning the margin. That's right. So, big week coming up for the <laughs> Hogs, uh, especially Wednesday night. We got an opportunity for a big, big win on the uh, – on the schedule for us. We got Alabama number six in the country coming into Bud Walton Arena. Alabama's eighteen and five on the season, thirteen and one in SEC play. Man, I tell you, watching them early in the season, especially when we played it, well, mm. from the get go, yeah. from from the time they started, they have been impressive. They have been. Maybe struggling a little bit lately. They they have. They've uh you know, going back looking at their last three games, they've won three in a row, but two of them narrowly. They, yeah, they beat, barely beat Vanderbilt and barely beat a not very good South Carolina team. And didn't – who was it that beat them? Uh, Mizzou. They lost to Mizzou. That's the only one? Yeah. Okay, it was yeah. A close loss to Mizzou. But, you know, looking at their looking at their stats, compared to ours, everything's pretty pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's eerily close. Like, we're averaging 82-and-a-half a game offense. They're averaging 81. We're giving up 70 points on defense. They're giving up 70. We're shooting at 45%. They're shooting at 43%. You can go down each stat line, yeah. and it's almost identical. identical. So it should be a good ball game, especially at home. What's got to happen that didn't last time 
is we can't be that team. We got to be the team that played against Florida. We can't be that team that shows up for three. No. There's not three quarters, but if you're going to say three quarters of the game, that would be it. Yeah. Whereas Saturday when we played Florida, we showed up and started from the get-go. That's right. And we started the second half, you know, scored, I think, the first six points in right. the second half. Right, So, yeah, we've got to get off to a good start against them. Their, their three playmakers is guard Jaden Shackelford, a sophomore. He's averaging 14 and a half a game. Their senior, John Petty Jr., he's been a stud for a long time. He's averaging 13 a game and five rebounds. And then forward, uh, senior forward Herbert Jones, 6'8", averaging 11, uh, 12 points a game and six rebounds. So, there are three good players there. And, yeah. it, and then one thing you don't see very often, especially in college basketball, is there are two seniors right there. Yeah. And a, a 6'5 guard. Yeah. So, anyway, we got them on Wednesday, big game. And then we turn around and play the Tigers uh, of LSU on Saturday. We were supposed to get to play Texas A&M a couple of times <laughs> to get these these wins up a little right, higher. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's sickening that we, we don't get to play A&M. Either time. Are we not going to play them either one? They're talking like we – I mean, we might get one game. Yeah. I doubt we get both. But you look at it, they say we built in a – they've built in a week after the season to, to play games that were missed. Well, they've got – they haven't played since January. They were talking about this morning, like, at what point do you just shut it down? Right. If you're them. Well, didn't Vanderbilt's girls yeah, shut it down? they did. I, I mean, I don't – I mean, they obviously cannot play in any kind of I – mean, I guess if they play the SEC tournament and win it. Yeah. But they're not even scoring fifty points a game. No, they're. That's the thing about it. If they were having a decent season or had a legitimate shot, I I could get it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've missed six conference games. You think it's uh, who's down there? Is it Kermit? Buzz. No, Buzz is down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz is down there. You think Buzz is uh, saving face a little bit with a terrible team? Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, can you have COVID for a month? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. We've been in quarantine for six weeks. <laughs> So we got the Tigers coming to town on Saturday. Uh, LSU's playing good ball as of late. Uh, they've had big wins over Auburn, Tennessee, and Mississippi State. Uh, the only loss before that was to Alabama, which was a, a good loss. They lost by 18. But LSU's playing good ball right now, man. And I'll tell you what, one thing about LSU is they know how to put it in a the hoop. They can score. Yeah, let me tell you something else about them. That darn kid is a freshman. That Cameron, what's his, uh, Thomas? Yeah. We're going to see him for a couple more years, more than likely. Well, I mean, he may be a one and done. He may be. But, golly, he's good. He's good. He's averaging 23 a game, three rebounds. He can play. So, yeah, we got two tough games this week. But I tell you what, if we can take care of business at home and win both of those, right now, Lenardi's got us projected as the highest six seed. I think if we win these two ball games, we we could possibly go in as a five, maybe even a four. We win these two, I could I could see it being a four. Yeah. If we if we win if we win these two games, we should win out. Yeah, that's true. And if that happens, we could be looking at a below fifteen top fifteen team. Yeah, that's right. Because there's some teams up there right now that I don't that are, their record's not as good as ours. Yeah. And I don't I personally don't think they're better than us. Yeah. So, big week for the Hogs uh, on the basketball court. Lady Hogs continue to, to roll. They won both their games this weekend. They're a lock for the tournament. We just have to find out what seed they end up putting them at. You know, it's tough yeah. because the SEC women's, they're so loaded. It's unreal. And they just beat up on each other. So yes. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they rank them. Well, you look at these girls, and you watch them, and they're impressive. Mm-hmm. And you watch them beat UConn, and you watch them, um, who was it? They beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. That's right. They beat Baylor. Yeah. 
And then at least a, oh, a week or two ago, I looked at the record and they'd won like two games in the SEC. Yeah. That's yeah. how good the conference That's is. Right. Now, I think they've rebounded a little bit. Yeah. Uh, man, Chelsea done just so good. She is. And that Ramirez, can, she can flat thread it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I, I hope Dungey comes back. I I haven't heard that she, I've heard maybe she probably won't. Right. But I mean, what's the appeal? I don't know. Go to the WNBA? I don't know. Make 50K? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, mm. I don't know. I like watching her play basketball. Yeah, she's good. All right, so we're going to jump into our high school uh, basketball notes. We don't really have a whole lot as far as game notes because most teams did not play right. last week with all the snow and ice and everything. And so didn't most didn't play the week half before. of the week before. That's right. So uh, and not playing most of them aren't playing this week. Yeah, and so everything's kind of been pushed back yep. as far as regionals and conference tournaments and things of that such. Uh, of that sort. So we're just going to go through our top fives, and uh, it'll kind of be short and sweet this week. But then next week we'll ha- we'll kind of get into the meat of um, postseason play. Yeah, I do want to say this real quick. This is the latest that we've heard is that the AAA's moved the regional tournament for for one, two, three, and four, which they're the only ones that play a regional, right? To March third through six, which would be next week. Okay. All right. Now I know that there's some six A schools that have games. Next week. Sure. Like Brian, I saw today, was moving their game for tomorrow to next Tuesday. So, basically, 5A and 6A, typically the way it usually works is they don't have a conference tournament. Right. They just take the top four teams of each comp or each division that they end up going to state. Yeah. Well, this year, especially 5A because of the way things shook out, the 5A West, I know for – yeah, for they're example, play a conference. they're going to play a conference tournament and girls and boys, girls and boys, and so that that will take the top four teams will move on to state. So, and so the state tournament, so that that regional for those four smaller conferences will be third third through six, which is next week. They're showing now the state tournaments for one, two, three, and five to be from eight the eighth through the fifteenth, okay, and four and five to be the ninth through the thirteenth. The only thing I don't know is there's there's no word on six. A, hmm. like they didn't it, in the announcements. There wasn't a word. I'm assuming since the state finals are all the 18th to the 20th, I'm assuming theirs will be two because yeah. they usually play them all there together. Right. I'm assuming that probably in that same maybe 10th through 16th, 17th there. Well, now just looking at this, and this could be. I'm just. You think that? I'm well, just trying to look through this, but I would think that the one, two, three, and four. Would be the eighth through the fifteenth. Well, oh yeah. Well, that's got to be an error on the because it's got yeah. the five on both of those. Yeah, and then the five and the five six. and six. That's where their errors at. Yeah, yeah. They've got the uh, that should have they should have put four there. Yeah, that's right. I copied and pasted this, by the way. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna blame it on <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> no, I copied and pasted. So yeah, the fifth should be there. Okay, yeah. so uh, so March eighth through fifteenth will be one through four, yeah. and then five and six will be a day later yeah. through the fifteenth. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So, Willis, you want to jump into 6A Girls? You bet. You bet. So, we haven't been on the podcast since this game happened, so no. I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Okay. But Northside, our number one team in 6A, had beaten Conway earlier in the season by three, I believe it was. Mm. Went uh, – no, played Conway at home and lost – Sixty nine to fifty six. Yeah, I think that I think I read that's the first time the Lady Wamps Cats have beaten Northside at their North place. Side. Yeah, and Chloe Cardi went off, son. And so did uh, what was the girl's name, Jaden? Yeah, I uh, can't remember her name. <laughs> Jaden Thomas. Yes, hit nine threes. Yes, both of them did. Unreal. 
So, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look you look at the body of work because mm-hmm. you got teams that are split. Now, I will say it is impressive that they beat them at home by thirteen. Sure, uh, Northside beat Conway at home by three. Went ahead and left Northside at number one. They've lost two games. Yeah. I mean, you, overall record since they mm-hmm. split head to head. You, I mean, yeah. you got to go by overall and, record. And a week before, Conway slipped up and let oh, was it North Little Rock beat them? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to keep Northside at one. Conway, a strong seventeen and four, mm-hmm. where they're going to stay at number two. North Little Rock is going to move up from four to three. Bentonville who was number three, lost to Fayetteville, who they had beaten earlier in the season. <laughs> so they're going to drop down. Fayetteville's going to stay the same. So we're going to have Northside, one, Conway, two, North Little Rock, three, Bentonville, four, Bentonville, four and Fayetteville, five. So the, the Central rules the roost, at least until the playoffs. So you got the Central, Northside and Conway that have split, and then North Little Rock that beat Conway battling for the Central. And then you got Bentonville, Fayetteville in the West that are, that are split. Yeah, that battling for the West, right? So that's be interesting to see how those conferences match up. It will, up. it will. I do think that every if you're playing every day, yeah, Northside and Conway are both. Yeah, I agree. Heads and shoulders above the rest. I agree. Unless Melbourne was playing, <laughs> right? All right. So five A uh, girls last week or two <laughs> weeks ago, I guess we had Little Rock Christian at one, Greenwood two, Batesville at three, Valonia four. Lake Hamilton five, uh, Little Rock Christian. The Lady Warriors will remain at one for us. They're eighteen and one on the season. Greenwood Ladies re- remain at number two at twenty and three. Batesville will remain at three at nineteen and one. Valonia will stay at number four at twenty and two, and Lake Hamilton will stay at five. So that that top five did not change from yeah, a couple. No weeks games ago. lost. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've been waiting all season for Greenwood to pass Christian. Yeah. Because we know how good they are. Right. Because let me tell you, we've both watched Valonia play, and their girls are good. They are. And they – Greenwood runs them off the court. They do. But let me tell you, I watched the Parkview Christian game the other night. That Christian team, that Christian team is talented. Salty. Oh, man, they can shoot. <laughs> yeah. They can they can get boards on both sides of the court. Right. They're good. Yeah, Winter Rogers girl. Can, she is unbelievable. She can hoop. All right, that'll jump us into okay, 4A. 4A. All right, so I guess I guess Harrison's just gonna stay undefeated. They have narrowly won so many games, but they keep winning, and they're in that conference that's pretty doggone good. Yeah. So they're fifteen and zero, or they're sixteen and zero now after a solid ten point win over Shallow, who was one of those tough teams in the conference. Yeah. Uh, to remain number one in the state, they're gonna stay at four uh, at sixteen and zero, probably to end their season regular season. Um. Star City, they're going to remain at number two. Uh, they're at 23-3. and three. Moralton's going to remain at three. They won a couple of games uh, to improve their record to 16-3. and three. Now, here's where it starts getting a little uh, – or some changes, I guess. We had Mina at four. Well, PA has, has moved up after some really big wins last week, to, and they've improved to 17-3. and three. They're going to take the fourth spot. Okay. Mina's going to knock Nashville and Pea Ridge out, and uh, they're going to be 18-2 and two and stay at the five, and be the five seed. Okay, sounds good. So, 3A we go. Um, last week we had Bergman, Ashdown, CAC, Valley Springs, and then Center Point and Mountain View coming in at 5A and 5B. Bergman, the <laughs> – the ladies from Bergman just continue to roll. 
with a 30 and 1 record on the season. Yeah. So, They're so good. Very, very impressive. We've got CAC moving up a spot from three to two as they move to 17 and 0 on the season. Undefeated, man. Stay undefeated. Valley Springs will actually move up a spot as well as they move to 22 and 6 on the season. Ashdown took a tough loss last week to Glen Rose, 36 to 34. So they'll move down from two to uh, four. Uh, and then Mountain View coming in at our fifth spot at 15 and 3 on the season. That's a conference right there that could go either any direction. Yeah. Because that Ashdown team could win it. That's right. But, well, Berkman's awfully good. <laughs> you got some pretty impressive yeah. records up there. So, 2A. Your my fa- team. Your favorites. The Bearcats with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Bearcats improved their record to 22-1 and one with a win. Uh, now, a narrow win. Two-point win over Marmaduke. Well, let me tell you. Marmaduke's salty. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to stay at one, twenty-two and one. Their one loss come to, came to uh, Perigold, but they have beaten Valonia and they have beaten Northside. They've got a pretty impressive resume. They beat Jonesboro, right? Uh, so they're going to stay at number one. I expect them to win that uh, division classification. Or classification. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, Tuckerman. They they lost to Viola. You know, they've lost a couple times recently. They have. So that's going to knock them down. Desart, 17-0. and 0. Wow. Uh, so they're going to get the two spot, and they've won some games pretty soundly. Yeah. Uh, so Desart's going to be number two. Marmaduke's going to jump up to three. They're 24-5. and five. That loss actually makes them look better. <laughs> right. You know, uh, yeah. Acorn uh, – so we, I found. So what I did on on some, we had several that were kind of in the mix. Right. Since we're going in the playoffs, I went ahead and cut it at five. Okay. So uh, that Tuckerman they fell from two to four, and then of those last ones, we had four teams in there kind of in the mix, and uh, Salem looks to be the best. Okay. So I'm gonna keep them at five. All right. Good deal. So one a. Uh, last week we had Rule Special at one, Mount Vernon Nola at two, Clarendon three, Kirby at four, and then Emerson, North Fork, and Viola coming in at the fifth spot. This week we keep Rule Special at one at fifteen and three on the season. Mount Vernon Nola stays at two at twenty and three. Clarendon stays at three. Emerson at four, so they're moving up a spot after winning both their games big last week. They're seventeen and three on the season, and then Viola taking over that fifth and final spot there in the one A girls. Yeah, and, and I, I think they're pretty much done. Most of them were pretty much finished. I think some of them played another game. Yeah, I'll tell you somebody to keep an eye on in the one A girls because, from what I understand, they've they've battled some injuries uh, this season and they've finally gotten healthy and they're playing a lot better ball. And that's the West, West Side. side. Yeah. I figured you're gonna say West yeah. Side, I'm, I but got, you know they beat Viola. Yeah. Uh, at home, yeah, they split. I think. Yeah, I, I think the boys did too. Yeah. Um, but the, you know that 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 real special has just come up in the last couple right. of weeks. Sure. I mean, they were winning, but they were in that conference. Man, I love I love small town basketball. I do too, man. Gonna, I do too. Be, I love it. It's gonna be so much fun. Doesn't Mount Vernon only have a big girl? I'm not sure. I was thinking they may have had one girl that's just a a tower. You know, the re- the regional I believe is in Mount Vernon. You know, we need to go see so some. We'll of that. have to go see some of that. That's a good reason to miss work. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump into our boys. So six A boys. A couple weeks ago, we had Central at one, North Little Rock two, Bryant at three, Bentonville four, and Harbor coming in the fifth spot. Had a little bit of a shakeup, but not a whole lot. We still keep Central at one. They're eighteen and four on the season. North Little Rock remains at two. Bryant remains at three. 
and then Bentonville at four, and the shakeup we had was Harbor dropping out of the top five and Fayetteville moving into that fifth spot at 18 and five. You know, Fayetteville, I think they played a close one with Bentonville, uh, and then Harbor, you know, they, they lost to West. Yeah. Uh, so, I, but, but you know, I think Bentonville and Bentonville West were supposed to play last week. That's a big rivalry. Sure. Uh, I don't know if that one's going to get pushed to this week or not. Um, 5A, it's going to be fun. going to be fun. Uh, didn't change this week uh, from, or from the last two weeks. Uh, Parkview stays at number one. Uh, went ahead and took care of business at Christian. Uh, good Christian team. Uh, Sylvan Hills won a big game against Maumel. Mm-hmm. So they're going to stay at two. Uh, Jonesboro, who I think could be the best team in the state. Uh, they're at number three. Uh, they won pretty handedly over West Memphis. Maumel took took the loss from Sylvan Hills, but you know, twelve point loss, not a bad one. At, on the road, turned around, beat Christian. Yeah. So they kept their fourth spot. Yep. And then and then Marion is they're going to hold on to that fifth spot. You know, they're fourteen and two uh, on the season. That we got what one two three we've got three teams. From the central and the fourth one that could make some noise in Christian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, BB and Benton are both not bad. Right, that's exactly right. And then you turn over, and then you got the other two teams in the top five are from the east. Yeah, you got Jonesboro, Marion, yeah. Pine Bluff could make some noise. And Pine Bluff's playing well right now. Russellville is not bad. No, that's true. It did get beat by thirty by Jonesboro. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a fun it will be state tournament. All right, 4A we go, and the machine keeps a rolling in Magnolia. They're 17-0 and in the season, which brings their winning streak up to 48 games. Isn't that so something? It's incredible. incredible. We've, re- we've renamed them to Mag Vegas, by the way. <laughs> Mag Vegas. All right, so Magnolia remains at one. Mills will remain at two. Mills is – I think Mills is one of those teams that could push Magnolia because they're solid. Their starting five are solid all the way through. Uh, I don't know if they have a – a player that can match up with Darian Ford, but I don't know that anybody does. But just team-wise, I think yeah. that they'll give them a shot. Well, what's so special to me about Magnolia, A, they do have most likely the best player in the state. Right. But the backup role, if that's what you call it, the assistant role. The Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan. The Clay Thompson. <laughs> I was talking to Jaron Walton this week, my buddy down there in Magnolia, and – uh they were saying, you know, who's this guy like? Because he's a threat from three. He's a huge threat from three, but he can also take it the hole. And I said, to me, he's Clay Thompson. Yeah. And he said, you're exactly right. Yeah. He said, I love it. And because, because I mean, it's such a supporting role, but can also, I mean, there's nights he's going to outscore Darian. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they're both hitting 20 plus a night right. in most of the games. That's awesome. So Magnolia stay at one, Mills at two. That'll be a fun one to see if that shakes out to be the finals. Uh, we got Blyville coming in at three. They've got an impressive record at twenty-two and two on the season. Fountain Lake will be our fourth spot with twenty-one and two, and then Morlton taking that fifth spot at thirteen and six. I just wonder how good Blyville is. It's hard. The record's good. The record's really good. It's just hard to know competition-wise if their conference how it shakes out. I was asked uh, last night if I thought. Pinion was the real deal. And I think he's from I, I haven't seen him play much, but from what I've seen, pretty good shooter. Mm-hmm. But my thoughts were looking at him physically, you see where Williams 
is now, but how he started. Right. He started off shaky sure. as a freshman, and you put them two face to face, and it's like Goliath and David. I yeah. mean, other than height, right? I mean, Williams is a built man. I think. I think Pinion. Just in my opinion, and I haven't got to see him play since his ninth grade season, but just my opinion when I got to watch him play is he's very long, yeah, very athletic. He'll have to play a two or three guard in the in the SEC. Really? Yeah, he'll have to. How but tall is he? He's six six. Yeah. And, but he, you know, handles it well. He, he moves. He shoots it good. Yeah, he moves well. Okay. Only thing he's gonna have to get stronger. I mean, no doubt. So he could be more of a, a Joe type sure. figure. Yeah. Yes. Six six guard. Yes. Versus, you can't expect him to be a Jalen Williams, no Justin Thomas. I got you. Okay, because no. I was kind of had it geared towards uh, a big man. No, no. So he's more of an outside. He'll, okay, he'll have to play the two, maybe even the three. Yeah, but even to do that, he's going to, have to get stronger. Yeah, for sure. Which is expected. I mean, he's 18, 17, 18 That's years right. old. That's yep. right. All right. You want, so where are we at? We're going three. You want to take us through three A? Yeah. So the Eagles down there, in Mayflower. They're going to hold on for that number one spot. Uh, so, we had Mayflower at one, Dumas two, Prep, Baptist Prep at three, Lamar four, and then we had Osceola and Bergman kind of tied there for the fifth. Mayflower it, Flower is going to keep that one spot. Baptist Prep has impressed with a Dumas loss to Ryzen, which is kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't been surprised to see Dumas – or not Dumas. I was thinking, sorry, Lamar. Let Lamar, Badgers Prep, Mayfield, they kind of beat each other a little bit. Right. But Dumas has been real dominant. you really shocked to see him lose to Ryzen. Yeah. Maybe somebody was hurt. You know, don't know all the details on that. It's hard to get a lot of info from the lower classifications. But uh, – and then they turn around and beat McGee by four. Yeah. So, with that and Baptist Prep handling, taking care of business with a win over Mayflower – Last or two weeks ago, I won. Yeah, we're going to bump them to four, the two. Yeah, still think Mayflower deserves the one spot. Osceola uh, finished their season strong, big win over Harrisburg by what fifty eight. Mm. Uh, bumped them to two or three at sixteen and two. Uh, Dumas, they're at four, and then Lamar, uh, they're going to finish out at five. They're they're one of those teams though. They've beat if you call Mayflower and Baptist Prep the top two teams in the conference. Both of them have been beat by Lamar. Yeah, that's right. All right, so two-way, we have uh, Dirks coming in at number one. At the Outlaws. The Outlaws. Junk still having a hard time believing it. <laughs> They're not basketball. <laughs> They're not a basketball school. <laughs> they are this year. 21-2 yeah. <laughs> and two on the season, so having a heck of a season there. We got them at the at the top spot. Cato Hills having an unbelievable season at 24-3. and three. Lee coming in at 11-1. and one. problem with Lee is just the lack of games they've played, so it's hard to know really how good they are. But they've had some really impressive wins and just by blowing people out. So we've got them at the three spot. Flipping having a really good season at 27-4. and four. They're coming in at the four spot. And then Fordyce going to take that last spot at 14-3. and three. They're having a flipping good season. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, uh, so Caddo is the one that's supposed to be the basketball school, and Dirks is supposed to be a football, right? Sometimes school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, those outlaws are playing some balls. They so. are, they are. All right, so the one that might be my favorite, I do like the five A. We talked about the five A, and of course, I love Magnolia in the four A. I'm really just uh, almost obsessed with them. Yeah. But as far as 
what's going to be the fun one to watch to me, I think the one A is. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You yeah. got so last week we had Bradley, Nevada County, Westside, Viola, Izard County, Clarendon. So five of those six are in two conferences. That's crazy. And both teams, uh, see the top two in each of those conferences have split. Yep. And then you got Izard County, which has beaten uh, Viola. Viola. Yep. Yep. Um, they might have beaten Westside. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. So, we kept, yeah, we kept everything the same except for we, uh, no, we kept everything the same. Yeah, everything looks I'm sorry. I, I can't read. I'm I'm lisdexic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, Bradley's going to stay at one, Nevada two, Westside Violet. Now, of those four right there, I think you could take some dice and roll them, and whatever one came up, sure. you could write it down. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no way to tell them apart. That's right. And then Israel County, I think, on the right day can beat any of them. Sure. So, that'll wrap us up for our high school basketball talk. And like we said, everything's got pushed back. Uh, 5A, 6A fish, finishing up regular season. And yeah. some conference tournaments starting. Maybe. <laughs> the end of this week. And then. And baseball season's supposed to start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, pretty sure not going to be a lot of that going on. No. Do we have any domed baseball <laughs> fields in the state? No, we not. Not yet. Hey, 10 years from now, we will. Yeah. You think? Probably. 20 at least. Yeah. So. We want to jump into um, hog baseball and talk a little hog. Oh, now I'm excited. <laughs> Junk's just kind of riding along through this basketball Listen, deal. I have put a lot of effort in the basketball. You have. But it's not in my heart. Okay. <laughs> I do enjoy it. And now that we've gotten so involved with it, I enjoy it even more. Yeah. Let me tell you. Baseball is your them, passion. Them bat, I start hearing them metal bats hitting. <laughs> Woo! Woo pig, son. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about this state. Is it State Farm Classic? State Farm Showdown. Yeah. I think they call it the College Baseball Showdown. Yeah. Boy, they did a great job by getting Flow Sports to <laughs> broadcast it. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've, I'm going to make a plea with the NCAA or whoever's in charge. I guess State Farm. Yeah. Maybe I should talk to Jared. <laughs> no, is it Jared? No. Yeah. Jake. Jake from, Jake State, from Farm. State Farm. I'm going to call Jake from State Farm and see if the Greenbrier Panther Sports Network can do the broadcast for the college showdown next year. Well, I can guarantee you that between the mats could do a better job of, of doing the play-by-play. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, my gosh, they're out. You're seeing balls hitting the infield thrown for outs that, that you're not seeing on camera. Yeah. You don't know who's batting. You don't know who's pitching. But the good news is, is the hogs are rolling. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. You're talking about just right out of the gate playing some – top-notch competition you yeah got, out of the six teams down there i think all six of them are in the top 10 based on d1 baseball that's right and we were the fifth Isn't that right so you had texas tech at three Ole miss at four I believe we were at eight Te- texas is nine texas is nine uh, TCU, TCU is ahead TCU of us. ten. Oh, they weren't yeah, i think tcu is in 10. a lot of polls they are though and uh, a lot of polls texas isn't even ranked is that right yeah okay but anyway, you know, come out. You want to talk about Saturday? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Hogs come out and Vermillion. I didn't even know till the week before that they had moved him. Yeah. So he he transitioned. They were happy with the transition he was making to a starter from the closer. Of course, we know he's a he's a stud. Yeah. He comes out with a solid, very solid, solid um, start. Yeah. Four and two thirds. Yeah, I think um, so. 
against a, a, a very good batting yes. Texas Tech team. Very good offense. And then from there, it was kind of Ugh. a clown show. Oh, it was so bad. Basically, the reason that the Hogs were victorious is their bullpen was worse than ours. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because it was pass ball and just ugly. I believe they said they that Texas Tech walked 11 Razorback Yes, they batters. did. They oh. did. And hit two. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, it's terrible. And we, were, we weren't very good. No, now, it, who it was, was it that came in late that wasn't Tress. bad? Tress. Tress. Yeah, yeah. Tress looked good. And he's been known to have some control issues. He did not. No, he looked really good. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> the home run he gave up was he got – he got mm, the two pitches before that that were on the outside oh, corner yeah. were strikes. And the one that – the inside pitch to Caden Wallace was a oh, foot off the plate. That, that that umpire was so bad. He was bad. And they were bad last night, too. Yeah. But – the good news is last night we play our nemesis, the Texas Longhorns. You know these young guys, we're having to teach that to. Sure. They Those guys that were at my house last night. They don't get it. They don't get it. No. Uh, but so Pallet, kid from Benton, yeah. comes out. I mean, this kid this kid was a third baseman. Yes. Did pitch some mm-hmm. his senior year. Gets to Arkansas, I think was recruited maybe as an infielder. And maybe both. Yeah. And but it's converted to I mean, of course he's got gas. I'm talking about he makes ninety five <laughs> look effortless. And he's t- he's not very big, no. he's small. Uh but apparently Van Horn likes him on the mound. Yeah. And last night proved to be why. Yeah. I mean he, he was solid. Yeah, he was solid. What impressed me the most other than his velocity was his control. Like he was around the strike zone yeah. all night. Well I'm, let me tell you what impressed me the absolute most was when he had second inning, three guys. Bases loaded. We worked out of bases loaded. Worked out of bases loaded with one out. Yes. That was impressive. He went on to pitch four. Mm -hmm. Um, Struck out eight. Yeah. Um, Who was it that came in? Monk. Monk came in who was not good the night before. No. Did a good job. Got out. You can tell he's got good stuff. He throws strikes. Yeah. So a team like Texas Tech with hot bats. And the wrong night for him. He's going to get pounced on. But let me tell you, Bowden came in. Bolden. Or Bolden. I'm yeah. sorry. I called him Bowden. Bolden come in. That is That slider he throws filthy. is filthy. It is. And he he's controlling it so well. He, there were several times they didn't call it, but he hit that inside corner, and I thought, man, it's only because the umpire's getting tricked that he's not calling that. <laughs> yeah, he pitched very, very oh, well. Oh, so he was, he was great. I guess he finished it off, didn't he? Did we – I know I heard in the eighth inning, at that point we'd only given up two hits on the night. But I don't know if they finished with – a couple more, or uh, they didn't. They didn't hit in the ninth. Okay, so they I mean, may they have, might have hit one in the ninth. They may have finished. With I two, think they might have poked one through in the ninth. Two or three hits on the ninth. Yeah, and uh, fifteen oh, strikeouts. Oh, yeah, he hit a bomb. Yeah, son. you know this is a guy who Goodhart plays. Goodhart's there may not be on the field. Well, that's they did. They did talk uh, that Van Horn said that it's just hard to keep the kids bad out of the lineup. So he's got to try to find right. a spot for. Well, him. I think that's the same with Caden Wallace. Sure, you know Van Horn says he's the only freshman that's going to play, right. at least start. Yeah, uh, but you seen what he did in the fall? Come up with a big hit Saturday night. He too. did, and he had an. Uh, he he had a couple of good b- bats last night. Yeah, he did. I only struck out once in two days. Right, putting the ball in play. Uh, should have had a hit last night. Sure, sure. Great play by that shortstop. Yeah. But um, Slavens comes in, ha- doesn't play well Saturday. No. Uh, but, you know, it's cold. Early. Early. Game. Franklin didn't play well. Nes- Nesbitt didn't play well. But he comes out last night, Slavens does, and gets the first hit. Mm-hmm. 
or not in the first hit, but he gets scores the first running, first RBI of the game. He pokes it one through between first and second, mm-hmm. scores a run, so everybody's pumped. We got a one-run lead, but you, you feel like, especially after Saturday, you're going to have to score more runs yeah. to win. We didn't, but Slavin's absolutely crushed that he ball. He hit a missile. <laughs> he did. That thing left in a hurry. It did. It went over in the bullpen, and I thought, my goodness, I'm glad it didn't hit somebody in the head. <laughs> So, so t- Hogs are 2-0. and oh. yeah. We win tonight at 7 o'clock against TCU. That is a statement. That's a heck of a start. No, no doubt. So uh, we're going to follow up with that with just a little bit of bowling, high school bowling. Oh, news. yeah. We try to bring all high school sports to you here on Between the Mats. So we're just going to go through uh, the teams that have made the state tournament in bowling. So 2A is going to be played here at Conway Family Bowl in Conway, Arkansas. And it's going to be played on Wednesday and Friday. The girls' teams that are um, that have qualified teams or individuals is Bay, Maumel Charter, St. Joseph Conway, Ridgefield Christian, Riverside, Conway Christian, Mountain Pine, Cedar Ridge. And then on Friday, you'll have from the girls, Norfolk, Concord, Guy Perkins, New School, Flippin', and then Hoss Hall out of Bentonville. Which, by the way, New School – has been around since the 70s. Right. <laughs> and it's the first time I've ever heard of it. Me too. Me too. Basketball season was, the, I was like the new school. That's cool. When did they start? 76. <laughs> and on the boys' side, on Wednesday, you'll have St. Joseph Conway, Maumel Charter, Conway Christian, Bay, Riverside, Mountain Pine, Ridgefield Christian, and Cedar Ridge. And then the boys on Friday will be Norfolk, Flippin', Concord, the new school, Guy Perkins, and then Hoss Hall, Bentonville. I think it's interesting that small schools are bowling. Yeah. Yeah, bowling wasn't even a thing when, no. I, when I was in school. Like, there were some of the big schools, like 7A when I was in school, that were playing soccer. Sure. And that was it. <laughs> we didn't touch a soccer ball. Right. But some of these kids, they were into soccer, and maybe if somebody played volleyball, I don't know that they were quite doing mm-hmm. it in school yet. No, not when I was there. And now the, now the 2A schools are bowling? Yeah. Let me tell you. You might be find this hard to believe, but there was a time, and I, I what made me think of this is you said the all good family. What is it the In Cabot? The yeah, all, all fam, all fam, all fam, all fam bowling. That super nice uh, bowling facility. Facility, yeah. <laughs> and uh, about twelve, fourteen years ago, I ended up in a bowling league with some guys that I'd worked around in the oil field. And so I go there, and of course I was a you know ninety to eighty to ninety <laughs> bowler. After about three or four weeks, we got pretty doggone good. Yeah, and uh, like I think I told you, but one night in Cersei, I hit, I hit like two hundred one. That's insane. And we were at one sixty, one seventy every it, week. It'd take me four games to hit two hundred one. Well, so but here is <laughs> the deal. Now we bowled. I took the kids last year, yeah. and I think I don't know that I hit a hundred. <laughs> Apparently, it's like golf. Yeah, you got to play. You got to play. <laughs> so, the 3A, 4A will be held at All Fam Bowling in Cabot, the facility Mr. Junk was just speaking of. Food is phenomenal. <laughs> and you would know, my I man. I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, on Wednesday, the girls, you'll have Southside Baseball, Central Arkansas Christian, Stuttgart, Valley View, Harrisburg, Boxite, Riverview, and Westside Consolidated. And then the girls on Friday will be Hackett, Lamar, Elkins, Gentry, Mayflower, Jesseville, Ozark, Clarksville, Perryville, and Lincoln. And then on the boys' side, Wednesday, you have Valley View, Westside Consolidated, Southside Baseball, Stuttgart, Brooklyn, Harrisburg, Central Arkansas Christian, and DeWitt. And then on Friday, the boys will be Elkins, Gentry, Lamar, Mayflower, Ozark, 
Hackett, Lincoln, and Clarksville. So, a couple other things real quick. Number one, from what I'm hearing, I, I, I am interested to see what the Red Wolves football team is going to be like next year. Because I hear they are getting their butts worked to death <laughs> by this Butch Jones crew. That's, that's the rumor on the street. I mean, I'm hearing from people who have kids there who are doing these workouts right. that it's like insane. Like Alabama strength condition coaches yeah. are there now. Yeah. And they're saying that some of the toughest, most seen. intense they've ever seen. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that I, I really liked hearing. Um, one, one of our owners here at the agency, his son plays for ASU. Uh, and he was telling us that one of the drills they're doing are, are, is this 10 circuit um, conditioning workout, fourth quarter drills. Yeah. And they're grading them on not technique and fundamental, but they're grading them on attitude, body language, right. and effort. Right. Yeah. And one thing, what's funny is he was telling us about this that really struck to my mind because I remembered it as soon as he said it, like things like putting your hands on your hips. Yeah. And I remembered that, and I, it's been a couple of years since I heard this, but Alabama's, at least on their defense, I know, mm -hmm. they are not allowed on the field to put their hands on their hips. That's huge. That's Dude, awesome. I did it every play in college. <laughs> Absolutely. That's hard not to do. <laughs> when I was in, when we were like on down situations where I knew I was going to be down, I was on my knee between plays. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> They'd kick you off the team. Oh, man. yeah, I know. <laughs> so Clint went to a uh, football camp the other day yeah, at Harding. Oh, it was awesome. So it's ice everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. We go in there, it's 65 degrees. Nice. And they just had a blast. That's cool. And let me tell you, I think I shared a clip of this, but if, you, if you've never met Paul Simmons, he's just a special person as far as a coach, an individual, a man that loves the Lord. And to hear him talk to kids, he's so good with kids, and he's and he's out there, and he's so relatable. It's not just football. Right. Like he's talking to these kids; they're all sitting down, and he says, he starts telling a story about a guy that that, that walked on a few years ago mm -hmm. at Harding, and he's like, you know, he he came and he worked hard, and he worked hard, and he resisted, you know, he he persisted, and and then he became the guy. He used words like he he became the guy. He bec he wasn't. The, the best and the prettiest. He even said the prettiest, but he worked hard and got to that point. And and he said, if if you want to be the best, he said, if you want to be the best at math or the best baseball player, he, he wasn't even using football. Sure. He was just telling, you want to be the best at math? He said, you come to work every day. And he said, and that coach might tell you that you're not good enough. And you say, yes, coach, you're right. Maybe today, he said, Come back and see me tomorrow. Yeah. He said, and then come back and see me the next day because I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. Dude, you talk about getting chills. I'll bet. I was like, man, he's telling, of course, I'm, well, my kid's eight, you yeah. know, but there's some kids that are junior high. And I'm, but, but the next day we're at the dinner table and you don't think kids that young really pick up on things. And Clint's, you know, Clint's not a real intense, he's intense when he's playing, but he don't want to run and practice. Yeah. But he made the statement. He said, Dad, he said, if I don't go to practice, my team's going to get better even though I'm not there. I said, where'd you hear that? He said, camp. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 incredible to see. I just wish that, that all kids could have that kind of encouragement and be instilled with that kind of confidence. Sure. Because there's so many kids that are so talented who've never 
believed that that's, they were good. That's exactly right. They never believed it. Yeah, and that's a huge part of it. And and, the, and, and I don't. I hate to drag this on, but another example of of Paul. Oh, the, over the week with all the ice and stuff, mm-hmm. they all the bunch of the players in him were have been sliding down this big hill, right? And he got his little girl. He he posted thirty seven miles an hour, thirty year old sled. It's what he put on the post, and he follows her on the four wheeler, and she's like she's just stealth <laughs> flying down there. And, and but what what really struck me is what he said about his daughter. He said she's a stud. She just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, but she will. Yeah, because you know she's going to be told that. Sure. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Awesome. All right, so 5A uh, state bowling competition is going to be held in Jonesboro at the Bowling Center. So on Wednesday, the girls that will be uh, facing off will be Batesville, Greenbrier, Bologna, Nettleton, Mountain Home, Jonesboro, Jacksonville, BB, and Searcy. And then the girls on Friday will be Benton, Russellville, Lake Hamilton, Lakeside High School, uh, Greenwood, Van Buren, Texarkana, Little Rock Christian, and Hot Springs. And then on Wednesday, the boys will be Greenbrier, Valonia, Mountain Home, BB, Batesville, Jonesboro, Jacksonville, and Nettleton. And then the boys on Friday will be Benton, Van Buren, Salem Springs, Greenwood, Lake Hamilton, Texarkana, Russellville, Little Rock Christian, and Alma. I feel bad now. I, I thought you were done with the bowling. <laughs> no, it's all good. I thought you went down and you were going up. And so I just just totally interrupted you. You just went on a tangent. I it's, did, man. It's all good. I was speaking from the heart. <laughs> I wasn't going to interrupt you. <laughs> you can see it. You can see. So, hey, are you done with bowling? I got one more. Okay. <laughs> Hold your horses. So 6A will be at the Fast Lane facility in Lowell, Arkansas. So day one on Tuesday – this is a Tuesday, Wednesday for 6A. So the girls on Tuesday will be Conway Rogers, Northside, Fayetteville, Harbor, and Heritage. And on Wednesday, Bentonville West, Mount St. Mary, Bentonville, Cabot, Springdale, and Southside. And then the boys on Tuesday will be Conway Rogers, Northside, Fayetteville, Harbor, and Heritage. And the boys on Wednesday will be Bentonville West, Catholic, Bentonville, Cabot, Springdale, and Southside. So good luck to all the bowling teams that have made it to state, individuals, and and teams, and we will bring you the winners next week. I would love to watch it if we had one, and which Cabot's not far, but I think that would be a lot of fun. We got one right here behind our behind our office. So. Oh yeah, so you said Conway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was thinking a lot while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what I was thinking is, I wanted to mention what we got coming up Thursday. Yeah. And the reason I want to is because we're going to release this podcast tonight, right? And that gives. Three nights, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three nights to, to for the opportunity to be a part of this. And so Thursday, it's the Greenbrier Panther. It's the, the Letterman's Club annual second annual football banquet. Right. Uh, somebody just turned their lights out. <laughs> so we're in the dark. We got some cool colors here, though. So anyway, we've got this banquet t- Thursday night, which you would think most times would not be interesting to people who are not – from Greenbrier, right? Sure. Except it's open to everybody, and we're going to have a great meal. And then after that, we're going to have Coach Ken Hatfield. The legendary. I'm Coach talking the, and, and, and you can correct me if you disagree with this. I'm going to double down here and say the greatest coach in Arkansas Razorback football history. I mean, it, it would be hard to argue that. 55, 17, and one. Yes. 
Yeah. Who 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 else? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but he's also known to be such a good speaker, and so I do not know a single. I've never once heard somebody say, "You know, I didn't like Ken Hatfield." Well, and you know, I'll tell you this: just visiting with Coach Hatfield uh, on the phone, getting all this set up, he is genuinely a sincere and and good man. And so, you know, a lot of these a lot of these guys you talk to that have been at that level and and you know, been at the the top echelon of sports, they kind of come off as arrogant or right. sometimes they're, they're too good. They don't have time for you. But he is sincerely asked questions, taking time out of his day to talk to me about this banquet, about our program, about how the year went. And so he, he sincerely cares. and Kind of does his homework, too. And, and is looking forward to speaking yeah. to these boys. So I saw him one time uh, at the airport. Mm-hmm. He was coming back from a ski trip. It's kind of funny he had an organ hat on. Really? But uh, – just like my dad walked up to him, and he just, just like they're old buddies, right. you know, and they never met before, you know, and uh, just a good dude, man. Yeah. So it's uh, we're excited about it. Uh, if you don't have plans Thursday night, you still got time to buy your tickets. They're twenty five dollars, and like you, like Junk said, with that you'll get a uh, barbecue, homemade barbecue meal with brisket, um, pork, pulled pork, baked beans, potato salad coleslaw and then you'll get to hear an amazing speaker in coach hatfield i will before tonight before this releases tonight i will put that address where the paypal address where you can yep. buy them i'll i'll tweet it and put it on facebook perfect that way people can that, that hear this can go and, and buy tickets 25 bucks i mean yeah i mean you're gonna spend that on a meal sure uh, but you're going to get a great meal great barbecue meal harps is donating a bunch of stuff to help us which is kind of funny because coach hatfield yep. is there yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, just an opportunity to go to our our new indoor facility and hear hear him speak. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we're excited. Well, guys, that's gonna wrap us up here on Between the Mats for episode eighteen. Dude, we're gonna beat an hour. That's awesome. That, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. No, and we thought we weren't gonna have much to talk about. We we had a pretty good little deal here. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening, and we will catch y'all next week. And don't forget to peace out, Monticello. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.